Splash, splash, splash your sass, splash your sass. Play with Amy, Quinn, Lee. Splash your sass, starting now with Amy, Quinn, Lee. Go. What up, fools? Welcome to the Splash Your Sass podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley. This is the unofficial Jeff Lewis Live After Show. But first, because I watched the Randall scandal on Hulu, it started recommending all these crime documentaries to me. Okay, sure, tempt me with a good time. So I ended up watching one called Dead Asleep, where this 20-year-old kills his friend and uses sleepwalking as the defense. Now, in this documentary, why I have to bring this up to you is because his attorney says that sleepwalkers have a high threshold for pain, and they've conducted studies that show a sleepwalker wouldn't even wake up right away if they fell out of a two-story window. <laughs> what? What? What do you mean this study about falling out of a two-story window? If you're saying that under oath, then that means that this study has been conducted. So that means that this group of scientists doing a sleepwalk study watch these sleepwalkers in their dead-ass sleep fucking walk out of a two-story window. They say, bye, Paul, enjoy your fall. Like, what the fuck? And then the sleepwalker falls, and then the scientists all stand around the body, and they're like, oh, look, he's still, Paul's still asleep. Are you sure he's not just fucking dead? What do you mean? Oh, my God. I just love when people drop studies, and, like, I'm obsessed, because ever since I was young, all on TV, it's like, a new study shows that orange juice causes cancer. A new study shows that orange juice reverses cancer. And you're just like, what the fuck? Who's doing these studies? And what is it? And when you actually get into like the science world, crazy shit goes on there. So I'm just saying I want the CCTV footage of these sleepwalkers falling out of two-story windows and then just sleeping. And then, can you imagine they fall in the grass and they're like, wow, this is even comfier than my bed. What the fuck? Should we all be sleeping on grass? I usually smoke grass before I sleep, but that's a different kind of grass. All right, so moving in to the May 26th episode of Jeff Lewis Live, we had Nicole Ryan and we had Shane Douglas. So Jeff starts off by talking shit about Nicole's coworkers over on Sirius XM Hits 1. He thinks that two of the straight male hosts are gay because they carpool to work. I'm clearly missing parts of the story, but Jeff, you are the most codependent person ever. What do you mean? Just because two guys want to carpool to work? You basically pay somebody to sit with you and make your own carpool. His name is Shane. Hi, hello. He's sitting next to you right now, probably. He won't be sitting next to you on that flight home from New York, but we will get to that. So I just personally find that narrative irritating when people are like, oh, they're gay because they're friends and close. When I was younger, people would always do that to me and my friends. They would be like, you guys are lesbians because you guys like hang out and laugh and look like you actually enjoy each other. And when I say people would call us lesbians, I mean other mean girls, like mean girls who were jealous. So I guess it makes sense for Jeff to question these straight guy sexuality because he is the male version of a petty mean girl. And I just tried you. What now, babe? All right. So we finally get a coffee car update and learned that New Yorkers like to put hard boiled eggs up their butt. 
or something like that. Maybe they just eat the eggs, but there was a lot of butt chatter involved at the same time. Now we play an audio clip of Nicole during quarantine (laughs) when she was live on air recording from the playroom in her home and a mouse scurried across her feet. Unacceptable. That's so unacceptable. I fully back Nicole's reaction. It actually made me laugh so hard, the clip that they played, because I have a million of those on my own phone. I hate bugs, so when I find one in my house, I record myself killing it because it's the same reaction as Nicole, and it makes me fucking laugh. But anyways, with Nicole and the mouse... (laughs) So she was recording in her playroom again and the fucking mouse climbed into the Barbie Corvette. She's like, he's in a Barbie Corvette. He's in a Barbie Corvette. (laughs) Oh no, I absolutely lost it. She had a real life Stuart Little. She had a real life Stuart Little. And I fucking love that her husband closed her in there with the devil. He locked her in there with the monster that was trying to murder her, AKA the mouse in the Barbie (laughs) Corvette. Oh my God, the mouse in a Barbie Corvette? That needs to be a children's book, a fucking animated series. I don't care. I'm already watching it. So Jeff wrote a letter to Sirius XM sales people, or maybe it was the advertiser, whatever. Someone who worked hard to get him a sponsored ad, clearly for Yellowstone bourbon. Again, I find it annoying to apologize for a bourbon brand that is now forever infamous amongst the chumps. Well, it's coming across as so ungrateful from the sales and marketing team. Like, you think we'd ever fucking buy Yellowstone bourbon before this? No. Do you think we're ever going to buy it after this? No. You you had one week window opportunity and you guys fucking blew it, okay? So I want Yellowstone bourbon to write their apology letter to Jeff Lewis Live. Thank you. And you can send a copy to Splash of Sass. I'm ready to read that shit on air. All right. So we also talked about advertising sponsors. The most important thing to come out of this is Nicole and Shane coming up with Zip Your Cooter. <laughs> Instead of Zip Recruiter, Zip Your Cooter. Zip- it's so fucking perfect. It's perfect. Jeff didn't even laugh at that. Like Nicole dropped the cooter line and then Shane pulled it all together with the Zip Your Cooter. And I will forever love and think of it that way. Actually, my cooter has been zipped for way too long. I don't want it to stay zipped. I need to go on Zip Recruiter to recruit some people to unzip my cooter. Oh, moving on. Jeff got a heavy tag on his luggage and he tells Shane it's not even that heavy, to which Shane replies, it's for the person checking the bag, not the luggage. (laughs) Basically saying Jeff's the one with the heavy tag. Nicole's like, Shane, what the fuck? Are you trying to get fired? Um, Nicole? Nicole, I know you're new. We love you. We love you. But, um, speaking of love, that was Jeff's love language. Sarcastic shaming? Sarcastic shaming is the way Jeff shows affection. So Shane was just doing it in return. If anything, Jeff should be proud of his young grasshopper, that he's taught him so well how to be an absolute fucking sass monster. Ugh, I love it. But also, speaking of the heavy tag on Jeff's luggage, when we worked at my dad's office... (laughs) He had a shipping station in the back and my sister would put the caution wide load tape all over me. Caution wide load. 
That's rude. And Jeff found Shane's reaction rude. So as punishment for his sass and overall not complimenting Jeff enough, Shane now has to sit in poor old's comfort seat. And Kian's in first class. Which, Kian, I hope you know you're only getting that because Shane isn't actually even going to be on that flight. He's not even on the same flight with them. And thank God, because Jeff would totally get bored with Kian in no time. And he'd mosey on back to comfort just to find Shane and fatigue his empathy even more. Like, Jeff would end up sitting in comfort with Shane and let Kian stretch out his toes. So, speaking of, Shane is kind of excited to have a few days of space. And I am too. I I need some space too. Because Jeff doesn't seem to be grasping why everyone is so exasperated with his relationship. And he just wants to obsessively talk about it. Half joking, half not, half not. A producer in the studio even did the kill me motion when we started talking about it. Now remember that, okay? Because we're going to circle back to this in a few. And Jeff seems shocked. That we're also over it. Producers over it. The people in the room are over it. The listeners, chumps, everyone's over it. Jeff, for the millionth time, love you. What do you want people to say? What do you want us to say? That the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results? That we all think you're insane? And you're not, Jeff. You're not. I'm just extra triggered because I'm so similar and I spend too much time being in love with people that don't bring out the best in me. It's that simple. Like, Spending too much time being in love with people that don't bring out the best in you. And we're all sitting here watching you love someone that hasn't brought the best out of you for the past 15 months. Like, yeah, there's been good times and you're both good people, but together it's never seemed desirable to the rest of us. Now, there's two options here. One, Jeff stays with Stu. Keep going through your high and low cycles. Keep ending up Mizzy, whatever. Second option, break up with Stu. Be Mizzy for a little bit then get into a healthier relationship and move the fuck on, okay? But if you do end up getting back with Stu, even just a friendship, then you are the boy who cried wolf. Nope, you're the Jeff who cried scam. You're the Jeff who cried scam. And we ain't gonna cry about it with you anymore because nothing ever changes. And eventually, when you go back to hating him, you'll drag all of us down back into it. And I'm just gonna pull a Meredith Marks. I'm disengaging. I'm disengaging. Because if they do get back together, when they get back together, Jeff, you are now the problem. You are the problem. You say you choose to see the good in people. No, no. You choose to pick the drama in people, okay? A caller on Wednesday, I believe it was, told Jeff straight up that he used to have similar drama in his life until he realized he was the common denominator. So again, Jeff, be with whoever you want but you are choosing chaos. You're choosing drama. You're choosing scams. Stu wants to change for the better. Great. That's amazing. That is truly amazing. But change takes time. And with the mental manipulation he pulled in the very beginning with the scam likely thing, like changing people's names in your phone so you can talk to an ex, that just seems so juvenile to me. Like genuinely, that's something I would have done when I was in high school. So the fact that a 40 something year old is still doing it, that's some serious negative avoidance behaviors. Like it's going to take years to unlearn some of that and unpack some of that. So Jeff, maybe you can zombie stew in five years, like set an alert on your calendar and then just pop back out from the dead and see how he's doing five years from now. Okay. Until then, 
if you do hang out with Stu again and any more scams happen, I will not feel bad for you, Jeffrey. I will still love you. I will still love you, but I will not feel one ounce of sympathy, empathy, whatever you want to fucking call it. I will say, wow, I expected that. And I'm shocked that Jeff didn't expect it as well because we fucking warned him the umpteenth times. Oh, that's why we're frustrated. However, Nicole, since she's new to the situation, got a little confused. And right after Jeff tells us he wants to be friends with Stu and potentially date the scammer again, she says, I'm proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Thank God fucking Shane was there. And he's like, for what? What are you proud of him for? For real. Honestly, I'm actually disappointed. And again, Jeff, to frame it as like, oh, I'm just seeing the good in Stu. And he said he wants to change. Guess what, Jeff? You could argue that there's good in everyone. Take Ghislaine Maxwell, okay? She might have allegedly helped traffic thousands of underage kids. But she also babysat my cat once. So I know deep down she's a great person. She's a great person. Like, you can spin narratives however you want. Bottom line is, again, it's truly all just chaos. Jeff is choosing chaos, and I'm choosing to disengage. Who I want to engage with next, oh, is my long-lost love. You guys, I told you we would circle back to this. Circling back to the JLL producer who made the slice my throat motion. Slice me throat off if we have to talk about this fucking Irishman one more time. The toxic relationship that we're pretending is not toxic but the producer squeaked out one word one word before they went to break and I was like wait was that could could that just have been and then after the break the producer spoke again (gasps) and it was motherfucking Alyssa Heimrich maneuver and what a maneuver they pulled there are you fucking joking me like What do you mean she's back? Even if it's just for a day, even if she just substitute teaching for a day. I don't care. You know what? Actually, I'm so sick of this shit. I'm so sick. Why can't we acknowledge anything around here? Maybe I need to disengage from everything JLL for a bit. This is what grinds my fucking gears, even from a basic production standpoint. And I know I just went from a high of being so excited to hear Zia Alyssa's voice, and then I'm instantly on the other end of the spectrum full of rage. But let me tell you why. You can't just kill Alyssa off and then casually bring her back to life one day and not let us know what the fuck is happening. A few weeks ago, it was all, ding dong, the witch is dead. Bye, Alyssa, never see you again. Then cut to today, and suddenly she's just back and just graces us with 10 seconds of her presence, and we don't even mention that she's there or subbing in or just a back, a rat, like, what?! Rude. Again, all these, so everyone's being fucking rude. We need context. We miss you, Alyssa. Jeff misses Stu, and we miss you. So the fact that we didn't even get an ounce out of you today, except the slice me throat motion. Well, I guess that's pretty on brand, so I still love ya. All right, Jeff bought tickets for Little Mermaid, and Monroe gets to go twice. Woo, once with Gage, once with Jeff. Uh, hot take. I fucking hate going to the movie theater. I hate it. I used to love it so much. Like me and my, we would go all the time, me and my friends, growing up, everything. Then in my 20s, I turned into an elderly grandma because the movies are way too loud. And then the theater's so fucking cold. So I just sit there shivering as my ears bleed, wondering when it will be over. It's very similar to how I feel when we discuss Jeff and Stu. 
shivering, ears bleeding. When will this be over? So then Jeff talks about how typically he says negative things about Gage on air, but it seems like yesterday's non-closure closure call with Stu really resonated when Stu told Jeff that he gets to create the narrative because of his platform. So now we have to acknowledge both sides of everything. And the big, giant, positive thing that Gage did, drum roll, please. After five days away from Monroe, Gage actually let Jeff FaceTime her for a few minutes. Huh. Wow. Okay. What a, what a peach. That wasn't really what I was expecting. No, I get that healthy co-parenting is difficult to achieve. So again, I love Jeff giving Gage a little praise praise Gage. I'm just saying personally, I would FaceTime my cats on my one office day if I could. And that's cats that I won't see for eight hours. I would never be able to handle Jeff's scenario where you just go more than several days, like five days and you're happy for a few minute phone call. No, I'm sorry. Again, personally, I would put it in our agreement that whosoever house she's at, that the other parent gets a two minute FaceTime call per day. Like it doesn't seem that crazy to me that your child should see both of her parents every day, even if they don't live together, even if it's just for one minute on the phone. Again, I totally get that co-parenting is seems like the most insane struggle. That's why I am petrified to have kids. You never know what monster you might marry. Like for Nicole and her husband. <laughs> I'm sure that he didn't expect when he got married that his wife would like to hold his dick while he's peeing. <laughs> Oh, that really caught me off guard again, but in the best way this time. That was fucking hilarious because she says you'll never know what it's like to pee with, as a man. You'll never know what it's like to hold the dick. So she wants to hold her husband's and it's hands on learning, you guys. Hands on learning, all puns intended. And I just loved it. But Nicole, okay, so she said that she wouldn't know what it's like to pee as a man. Mm mm. Now, girl, now, girl, this is why Splash Assassin is here for you, okay? Let me tell you something. Shiwi. It's called a Shiwi. It is called a Shiwi. My best friend got one for me and her, and it's basically a contraption, almost like a beer funnel picture, but you put it by your vagina, and then it, like, creates a funnel for your pee, so you basically, it's a plastic dick pretty much. So that girls, when you're camping, road trips, whatever, you can actually have a dick to pee with. So I'm just saying, if Nicole's husband is listening, now you know what to get her for her birthday, okay? She can have her own she-we to pee with. <laughs> you guys can stand next to each other and have like aiming contests or something. I don't know. Like in the carnival where you're trying to like squirt down the thing, you know, like whose stream is... All right, all right. We're getting too off track here. All I'm saying is if you want something, then it does exist out there. You just have to find it. Nicole, if you want to pee like a guy, that exists. We just have to find you a she-wee. Jeff, if you want a healthy relationship, that exists as well. You just have to find it. And spoiler alert, you have not found it yet. Neither have I. In fact, I got zombied again. I told you guys I got zombied on Monday. I got zombied last night by somebody I cared about even more. And it's taking everything in me not to fall back into that comfortable red flag toxicity. That is why I am so anti this relationship with Jeff and Stu because, again, I'm just talking to myself through. Jeff. 
Jeff Lewis has issues. Amy Quinley has issues. And I hope none of you guys have issues and have the best fucking weekend ever, okay? I love you guys so much. We'll be back next week with more recaps. In the meantime, Insta stories. Follow me on Splash of Sass Podcast. Do whatever. Subscribe. All of that. Tell people. Tell people. Maybe at Memorial Day. Just memorialize Splash of Sass in everybody's memory. All right. I love you guys so much. Bye. Splash, 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 splash your sass, splash your sass.